Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. Pleasure to be with you this week. You know, as we come into this weekend, we're celebrating Memorial Day. So we would like to thank all of the people that have really given all for our country and for our lives and for everything, the freedoms that we enjoy today. Um, it's a very special weekend when we think about that. You know, and when I think in terms of Memorial Day weekend, you know, one of the topics that we had thought about was the topic of what I refer to as leadership and courage. And one of my favorite guests are with us today, Jacqueline Whelan of Solutions Provided. And Jacqueline does a lot of executive coaching and talking on the topic of leadership. And I know that she's had a program out recently where it's been around leadership and courage. So without further ado, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. It's great to see you again. Frank, as always, it's lovely to be here with you. And yes, we have a program that we're rolling out this year called Leading with Influence versus Authority. And the tenets of that program really hit on courage versus fear. And what we find is leaders who really go forward and can cast a vision have to do that courageously because they have to cast that vision for others. And people who have trouble doing that get stuck in that place of fear, which you and I have talked about a great deal. You know, it was interesting. I was at a recent event. I have uh, two of my children are involved in CrossFit, you know, so that's that real active, like, you know, working out and all this. And so uh, they were in a competition. I was up at the Meadowlands to watch them, and I saw a great shirt. And the shirt basically said that it's fear that prevents you from getting what you want. Yes. And so when I looked at that, I was like, oh, that's a good shirt, which is, you know, they were saying that on the physical side as far as, you know, you can accomplish certain things. It's fear that's preventing you from that. And I looked at that and I said, that's in every aspect of our life. And, you know, so, you know, just throw, tying that into our Memorial Day theme is, is that, you know, there are people that, you know, courageous, not having fear, uh, leaders that we respect and we you know think about today and we memorialize the day and thinking about them but in every aspect of our life that's what's going on and you're going into corporate america and trying to teach people how to be better leaders and so forth and i look at it this way which is for all of us okay we should look at our lives and go how do i be a better leader how do i have the courage mm -hmm. to do the things i should you know should be doing and so that's how we get to this topic and frank it's a great topic you know, this week I was in Syracuse, New York, and dealing with different teams of people. And we hit on the topic of fear versus courage, and I asked the group, I said, well, given the choice between fear and courage, which would you choose? And the majority of the room raised their hand for fear. And I was just aghast. You yeah, know, like, I, I wouldn't have thought that. I, although, I know. Although I recognize that that's how people respond, I don't even, I don't, I wouldn't have thought that they would have said, I'll, I'll take fear. And or, they or that's took who fear, but they overwhelmingly took fear. Wow. And, you know, there are certain times you ask people to raise their hand and they raise it halfway, but they were proudly like, I'll choose fear. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is a problem. Uh, you know, Houston, we have a problem. And then we drilled into it. And we were like, why? Why would you choose fear? And the answer was, well, it's comfortable. I know what to expect. My expectations are low. I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm not pushing myself. And so then that ties into our thoughts. And fear is what keeps us from achieving what we want if we dare to want something more. 
You know, it's interesting is like, you know, my perspective as I listen to you talk about that, and I mean, and you and I both talk about these types of things and we write on them, is, is that are you really living when you live in fear? No. Because you'll, you'll never grow. And when I say you never grow is so if we only want to be comfortable, okay, it would be you never grow when you're comfortable. You no. grow when you're uncomfortable. Well, you're living a half-life because you're, you have created a holding pattern for yourself because of the limitations that you've placed in your mind. And you have trapped yourself saying you dare to wish to achieve more. And when we think of leaders, if you tie it back to Memorial Day and we think of remembrance and remembrance of people who have given their life courageously, it's not that they didn't have fear. Fear, of course, existed. You know, if you think of the scouts in World War One, and they yep. went out, they were totally exposed. Of course they had fear, but they chose to be courageous in spite of it. And I think that's what we see with leaders today, certainly in corporate America. I'm not sure if we see that in politics, just as a little side note. <laughs> but and, in, and, and, we, and we never go there. And we never go there. <laughs> but you, you have leaders in corporate today where – we're in this global economy, and there is a great deal of uncertainty, and yet there's a great deal of potential and possibility, and they're being asked to lead people into something that is fairly unknown, and they're being asked to have their employees work themselves out of jobs and have the vision of what is needed, what other jobs and skill sets are needed, and having them lean toward that or work toward that. And if people cannot see it and they're stuck in fear and they don't want to take a chance and they don't like change, they're going to be in a really tough situation because that requires having courage in spite of fear. So it's interesting. Is um, Actually, earlier today, about an hour ago, so I was talking to one of our staff people, and the conversation that we were having was is that we have a new platform that we're moving to. And the new platform that we're moving to actually does away with all of the paper, all of the paper and mm -hmm. our processing of certain types of business, which is what her job is. Yes. And so, you know, it was one of those that we were just chatting a little bit, and I said, let me tell you what your position is going to evolve to. And, you know, when I went through it, you, she actually, the tears started coming down, and she goes, I was so worried that I was going to be, you know, out of a position or whatever the case might be. And so what happens is, is with technology and everything else, what I always say is that, you know, I've said this for years, money follows value. It does. Your objective should always be to create value in any and everything that you do. And so if I'm always looking to create value and the sense is, is that that's who I inherently am, those people will always be secure. Yes. Because you'll find a spot and you'll create opportunities for that person because you know that they'll run with it because that's who they are. That's the sign of a leader, and part of being a leader then is to be able to communicate that to others so that they don't live in fear. Exactly. And we're in a time period today where you have to have the courage to reinvent yourself and to almost repurpose yourself and take certain skill sets and knowledge and then be forward thinking and lean into the future and see what is needed or where there's a soft spot or an opening and then create and invent toward that. But again, that requires courage because you're going into the unknown 
and you're setting yourself up for a no. Well, it was interesting when you just said that because just a few minutes ago you were mentioning about people chose fear because it was comfortable. And yet in order to develop yourself and in order to move forward, you're going to need to be uncomfortable and doing those things that are uncomfortable to keep you moving forward. Otherwise, you will become extinct mm-hmm. you know, at whatever it is that you're doing and because you'll stop creating value. Well, Frank, look at the way people advertise for jobs today. The newspaper is not where you see employment ads. You see them on corporate posts. You network with people. Recruiters hold them. You do Google searches. But if you don't have that skill set or those tools at your access, you're not even in the game. That's a great point. I, I know that when we're hiring people here and so forth, um, it's they're being introduced to us. We're finding them because, you know, we know something about them. It's not that, you know, somebody goes, oh, by the way, you know, or that we, we found them in a newspaper. It just doesn't happen that no. way. No. And so that is gone. And when you look at what is the cause and effect of that, it means employers have said if you don't have this skill set, that's a baseline to even come into the opportunity. And then you have to do some research and put effort into it to even be in the pool of consideration. Well, it comes down to that saying that we, you know, you've heard: if when you're green, you're growing; when you're ripe, you're rotten. <laughs> and so it's one of those of unless you continually are adding and creating more value in what you're doing of who you are and what you present to others, you start going the other way, which is people see less value in you, and then it's easy when someone else comes along for them to say that person's more qualified for this new opportunity, that person's more qualified for that new job, or exactly. whatever the case might be. You know, one of the things, too, you know, and it's an old, you know, saying that's out there, which is fear, you know, as you know, we were talking about, and that's our false events appearing real. So that's yes. what it stands for. But you and I were talking a little bit about these self-talks that we have. Oh, my gosh. And so maybe just <laughs> spend a little time, you know, in, in your coaching arena when you're working with people is, you know, let's just talk about those talks okay. that we're having in our head. And then what is it that you're coaching people about to help them to to tell themselves a better story in order to get them on more of that growth mode and leadership and having the courage to move forward. Frank, this is a great tie-in to the fear and courage because when we get into head talk and we have a program on head talk, we're talking about perception versus misperception and how we come across. And one of the things that really was an aha moment this past week we were doing a program called 360 branding and there was a woman in it and I asked them to write things about themselves and she said well I'm a little crazy and the person sitting next to her scratched out a little and it was like (laughs) well I'm just crazy and she was newly out of college and all of that so I understand where that word comes from You know, she either heard it in high school, she heard it in college, she's high energy, she was in a lot of leadership activities. She was all of those things that you would want. But in her head, she had this word, crazy. And so my comment was, I said, well, you know, you really cannot describe yourself as crazy on LinkedIn or when you're interviewing for a job because everyone will interpret that differently. Different context. Yeah. But I said, what does crazy really mean? When we look at it, I said, obviously, you know, you're, you're okay. So what does crazy really mean? It means you're high energy, you're determined, your passion comes out, 
you're hardworking, you have a voice, you're not afraid to take chances, you stand up, and you don't do things like everyone else. So you have some unique abilities. I said, so we have to look at some of those words, those words we carry in our head as descriptors, and really tease them out and think, what does it mean in language that people can accept and understand and resonate? Because words have huge power. Now, that's an example of a silly little word that you can make powerful. Absolutely. But then there are other people who have the head talk of, I can never, I will never, it won't happen to me, I'm not going to take that chance, I can't, I can't, I can't. And they worry about things, and they spend their whole life worrying about something they're never going to take a chance on because they're afraid they're going to fail, and then it's out of their control and it could happen anyway. That's where it becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy, that I've said it enough times that when it didn't work out, I said, see, I told you. Well, and the reason the C I told you is our thinking drives our behavior, which drives our results or our outcomes. And if people could get a grasp on this, that by reprogramming the messages in their head and what they tell themselves over and over plays out in their life, that that is a huge shift for them, they would change the messaging. You know, years back, uh, Stephen Covey wrote a great book, The Seven Habits of mm-hmm. Highly Effective People. And one of his main points in that book were what we refer to as paradigms, you know, which is our view of the world. And it's common that our view of the world is not always exactly as it may be. And so sometimes just the ability to question, why, why am I telling myself that? You know, it's, it would be no different than someone saying, I have a drinking problem. That's why I drink. Rather than saying, why am I telling myself I have that problem? Let me start telling myself I don't have the problem and start taking those actions that's more in alignment with what I want to do, which is, and you and I talk about this all the time, it's called alignment. You know, there's a... a, Absolutely. It's called cognitive dissonance, you know, which is the whole idea. That's the fancy word. I get a quarter at the end of the show, Jack. I know. I'm impressed. You're kind of sounding like me. (laughs) When my actions are not in alignment with what I want, okay, I'm in conflict. That's that cognitive dissonance. And so the whole idea should be is to be more in alignment. And what is it that you really want? And that's that leadership and courage. It is. And leadership comes individually, it comes collectively, and it comes organizationally. And we see it in individuals, how they lead their life, how they plan their future, how they invest the risks they take financially. We see it in marriages where one person perceives them to be healthy and whole and another person perceives them to be deprived and less than they are and we see them in organizations where organizations that change and they're innovative and they take chances opposed to organizations that get stuck and they become acquired or merged and chopped up and often it's tied to are you forward thinking do you have a vision do you have goals that support that vision and can you see the possibilities and then live toward what you want it's a great perspective. And, you know, it's interesting is, you know, if we think of it, you know, because if you've ever met with someone who's older and they're getting closer to the end of their life, I've never come across someone who says, I wish I took less risks. No. They've all said, I wish I did more. I wish I risked more. Mm-hmm. I wish I tried more. And so, you know, it should really be the objective of really living in that life of no regrets. Frank, you know, my dad will be 90 in July. 
And we have those conversations at this point, as you do with an aging parent. And he will talk about that. He will say, I've had a full life, I've had a great life, but knowing what I know now, I would have done these things differently. And it's about investing or taking risk or buying, you know, investing in property or, or just different things that he can see how it would have turned out differently. And he's had a great life. But he sits there and he's reflective. And I come at it from this standpoint because I had this really stable life of live full out. Leave nothing on the table because you don't want to have any regrets. You want to be whole. Great point. So as we wrap up our show today, um, I'd like to thank our guest, Jacqueline Wheeling of Solutions Provided. Again, Jacqueline, thank you for being with us You're this welcome. week. You're welcome. And for all of our listeners, as we you know, are celebrating Memorial Day weekend, we recognize and we pray for all of those who gave all through their courage and their leadership for what they've done for us, and we thank them. And for all of our listeners, I wish you a truly blessed week. This has been Discovering Responsible Wealth. Any questions, you could write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, or email us at info at ifrw.com.